Let's get right to Tony Zabigala, Chief Operations Officer, Senior Wealth Advisor, Strategic Wealth Partners. Glad you're with us today. I, we Last week, we were talking about how close we were to records on the Dow and the S&P, and we've seen real estate and energy hitting records. Uh, today, we're, we were talk, back to talking about the rotation that tech seems to be back a little bit. What are your thoughts? What are you watching most closely this week or this quarter in general? Yeah, so Nicole, thanks for having me on again. Um, when I take a look at this market, it's all systems go. Market is continuing to melt up. As we look at the last earnings season, operating margins were at the highest level in the last 10 years, suggesting that, suggesting that the, the fundamentals of this market are very, very strong. However, costs are going up. We all know this. We know that there's inflation out there and margins will start to compress and companies will absorb only so much before passing the buck onto the consumers. So I feel that the second half of this year is when volatility is going to pick up because we're going to start getting more clarity on Biden's tax policies, bond tapering, interest rate hikes. And actually, I think the runway could actually be maybe about two and a half months. And the reason behind that is that the Fed's economic summit at Jackson Hole is at the end of August. Now, I know it's two and a half months away, and I know that the Fed is talking this week, and I expect them to still stay dovish. But I think at that Jackson Hole, that's when the Fed is going to start rolling out their plans. And I don't think the market's going to like what they're rolling out. I mean, do you think that they'll really surprise us that there'll be something different in a rollout in, the, in August at Jackson Hole than what they might sort of translate and send to us tomorrow, uh, this week? I know the Fed meeting begins tomorrow. It's a two-day meeting, so Wednesday. Um, the language, we know in the Fed minutes in the last meeting that they began to really talk about tapering at least a little bit. Uh, you think that Jackson Hole could be some wild surprise? Don't you think they're already sort of thinking about it? But the question is whether or not, like you're saying, what's going on with inflation? Yeah, well, I don't think anyone's really talking about it because it's so far away. But the Fed is really playing this, this serious game of chicken with the markets right now. The longer that they wait for a bond taper purchase, the greater the taper tantrum is going to be down the road. Then you tie in the fact that we have to increase interest rates. We need to do it. And if the Fed times this poorly and they do them at the same time, watch out. I would expect high volatility and maybe even a severe correction well over 10%. Ah, and then is that a buying opportunity? Absolutely. You know, I still think ah. they're not going to just they're just not going to slam on the brakes. Right. They're going to taper right. and we're not going to like that. They're taking the foot off the accelerator, but they're not slamming on the brakes. So that's why we are always kind of watching for growth at a reasonable price. You know, we want to find good entry points. And that's why we're actually sitting in a lot of cash right now, because we're waiting for uh, opportunities to present themselves. OK. And, you know, and when you I know you have some picks for us, which I want to get to. But when you say a buying opportunity, is there certain sectors that you think may fare better than others at this point? Well, again, like I said, we're sitting on the sidelines right now, but we've seen that mm -hmm. rotation from from growth to value. Well, that's going to reverse again, okay? Because uh, the the growth, uh, the the value stocks are a little bit on the exhausted side, and we're waiting for you know the the growth stocks. That's what we're going to be waiting for. There's some. There's definitely a list of stocks that we're waiting on, and. Um, 
we're we're going to be patient. We're not going to rush this right. uh, this buying opportunity. Okay. So, what is it about Six Flags that gained uh, some attention from you? I mean, obviously, it's summertime. People love to go to Six Flags, and the pandemic and vaccines now are are the thing. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so I think this is, I think Six Flags is a derivative play to an expensive Disney stock. So Disney's trading somewhere around $177 a share. Now Disney is well above its pre-COVID levels of $150 a share. And this year they hit their all-time high of above $200 a share. Now, when we take a look at Six Flags, they are a regional amusement park company, okay? And they are 30% from their uh, pre-COVID levels, and they're 60% below their all-time high. So I think there's some room to run there. And every, let's face it, everyone wants to get out of the house. Boots on the ground are telling me that amusement parks are packed. And I believe that this trend is going to continue all summer long. So we have a, a target on this stock, somewhere around $65 a share. And again, it's a stock that we own for our clients. I love that you're talking about that. And you make a great point that it's just better valued than a Disney, but much of the same in some ways. And as you said, your price target was uh, 55. It's at four, is that what you said? It's at 43-ish right now. And I would say the right price now when, around- Yeah, 43, yeah. Yep, and, and the price target's around 65. Oh, 65. So you really yeah, think it has some room to around run, $70. The, the, the mm-hmm. all-time high is around $70. And if Disney can push well above their all-time highs, why can't Six Flags? Yeah, it really does make sense. I mean, they certainly seem perfectly positioned for summer 2021. A little less traveling, perhaps, for folks, maybe not going to Europe and things and maybe doing more U.S. traveling. That's why some people like to pick the casinos or Vegas or, you know, home builders in Florida or whatever, because people are doing things a little more here at home. We may see a little less traveling abroad. Um, How about AMD? Completely different story here. Right. So AMD, uh, Advanced Micro Devices, another company that we like. Um, So like most stocks last earnings season, AMD sold off on great earnings. Obviously, we know that there's this concern around a a chip shortage, but just like everything else in the supply chain, everything's going to be transitory. We will catch up. And this is the opportunity to own a great company um, such as AMD below its 200-day moving average. So AMD is trading somewhere around $80 a share. And we have a target of around $100 a share. And again, this is a company that we do own for our clients as well. Yeah. Do you like the indexes that have the semis in them? As you said, uh, you have, you know, maybe 20 bucks to the upside on AMD in this case. Um, Do you like the index or is it really something special about AMD? I think AMD is. Or ETF, you know. Yeah, I, I would just say AMD is the leader in, in the, semi, uh, the semi space. So if I can buy them at under the 200 day moving average, I don't see any other reason to own anything else. 